so much for tuning in to Shelter in Peace. We are broadcasting live from AM 1160, The Quest, your Catholic radio station here in Roswell, Georgia. I'm Mari Cleveland, and I'm joined this morning by my co-host, Ann Satilli. Good morning, Ann. Good morning. How is everyone this morning? It's freezing out there. I know. We're so we're, we're such wimps, aren't we? <laughs> I am, for sure. <laughs> if it goes below 50, I'm over. <laughs> um, and we also have our new producer, Rachel Miller. Good morning, Rachel. Good morning, everyone. Good, Good morning. morning. We, Rachel's over there moving buttons and, while, and then we're like, okay, and also talk on the mic. Rachel, do it all at the same time. <laughs> so um, thank you. Thank you all for being here. And we are excited. We are in Advent 3. Um, this is the third week of Advent already. Can't believe it. It's gone really fast. It has mm-hmm. been a fast Advent. Has it been for you too, Anne? It, it has, and but I feel like I'm getting more and more ready every day. That's awesome. That's what we're <laughs> supposed to be doing, right? So this is Advent 3, and we are um, so glad you are with us, and we'll, we'll outline the show in just a minute. But first, we want to, of course, open with prayer, as we always do. So in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Rise and shine and greet the Lord. This is from Romans 13, 11 to 12. Besides this, you know what hour it is, how it is full time now for you to awake from sleep, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone, the day is at hand. Let us then cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, we offer you our prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, the salvation of souls, the reparation of sins, the reunion of all Christians, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father this month, which are for a life of prayer nurtured by the Word. Hmm. Beautiful. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So that was beautiful, Annie. And you said that that was from the Office of the Morning? Morning Prayer, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the the little prayer at the end there is the morning offering. Morning and, offering, that's uh, it. We've mm-hmm. been talking a lot about joy, and part of that prayer is uh, offering all your joys and sufferings of yes. this day to the Lord. And I just remember as a little girl in Catholic school standing next to my desk praying that little prayer every morning. I mean, I woke up with that on my heart this morning. That that's awesome. So, I love how God does that sometimes. He'll wake you up with something already mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's nice not to have to think sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but And he never sleeps, right? He's always there with us, and he's always just pouring his graces, and his graces and his mercies are new every morning. Right, right. Yeah. And we learn new things every morning. Um, I, we click, quickly came into the studio this morning, and I said, okay, we're going to pray for the intentions of the Holy Father. What are they? And Rachel and Annie like pulled it up online, and um, I feel like I should know that. I'm going to make, an, uh, make yeah. it a conscious effort now to know each month what the Holy Father wants us to be praying for, because how beautiful is that? Mm-hmm. He wants us to have an enriched prayer life and more connection with the Word. Exactly. This month, so I love that. And it also makes me think about what our purpose is with this show, right? And for right. those who are newer listeners, we may have not said this in the last couple of weeks, but Shelter and Peace, as you know, was started 
in April, really um, to reach out to our listeners and to say, hey, we're here for you. I know we know you might be sheltering in place. We are here for you. We are praying for you. And it started out as as a prayer ministry and an intercession ministry. And then it just kept on. The Holy Spirit just decided it should go from one or two shows to now we're on show 30 something or other. Um, just that's how God works. Right? I'm kind of a latecomer, but I'm <laughs> I think glad this to is your 13th here. or 14th show now. That's great. Wow, yeah. yeah, it has been great for me too. Just such a such a blessing. Well, and that's what we hope. We hope that this show is a blessing for everyone and essentially We've kind of got a twofold purpose with the show. We want to offer you hope and encouragement, um, just as we did at the very beginning, especially as some people are starting to shelter in place again during this time. But we want to op- offer you both hope and encouragement. And we also want to help um, to build your faith by drawing you closer to the Lord by maybe teaching or reading scripture or um, praying or doing what Anne just said. You know, this is the here's the morning prayer. And did you know that there are monthly um, intentions of the Holy Father. So we would love for you to grow in your faith um, and grow closer to Jesus. So and I don't know about Mari, but I'm certainly growing in my faith through this through this journey of mm-hmm. you know preparing for our shows every week. You, you um, know what? It's so funny because Anne and I both have said that sometimes it feels like we're just kind of preaching to ourselves. It's like <laughs> these are the things that God's revealed to us this week, and we just happen to want to share them with you guys. But it's really about us. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's about God kind of smacking us and saying, "Hey, look at this." <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's always revealing something new and right, beautiful. Right, which, yeah. like I said, is a, a true a true blessing, a gift. It is. It is a gift. So our um, we are in Advent, and so if you have not been able to listen to the last couple of weeks, we really would encourage you to go back. You can go into, onto our website or go onto the app on your phone, and you um, pull up programs on demand. And what's great about that is all of the shows that we offer here on the quest are there and you can go back and listen to any of them kind of like podcasts. They're basically podcasts is what they are. So all of our shows, even though we're recording this, not recording this, we are coming to you live while we're live. We're also recording it. So it can become a podcast. So you can go back, and when you look at programs on demand, then you also click click on the local shows um, button, and we have a few local shows. We've got Tuesdays with Father Jim Blunt. Those are beautiful. Um, and then we also have, of course, our show Shelter and Peace, and you can click on that. And we've got a new podcast that I think is coming out. Is it tomorrow? I'm not sure. No? Oh, okay. In January, we've got a new podcast. So we'll tell you more about that later. We've got a new podcast that's going to be coming out in January, which is very exciting. But anyway, so you can go back and our our show two weeks ago for Advent One was about watching. And what is it that God wants you to watch for? And what does he share with you as you're watching um, during this time of waiting? And we had Martha Hall on two weeks ago, and she talked about how when God had her watch, he started to help her see his kingdom in new and beautiful ways. And Right. And, you know, it really prompted me to start thinking of, uh, you know, how am I distracted and not seeing God's kingdom and not mm-hmm. seeing it with, through his through his eyes? It was it was really eye opening for me. <laughs> Love that play on word. Yes. Um, and actually, one of our listeners who's been listening from the very beginning said that that was his very favorite show ever. Mm-hmm. So I will put that out. Yeah, we're there. grateful to Martha. She's a great teacher and has she, a lot of wisdom. She does. And just a joy about her as mm-hmm. well when she's sharing. So that's from a couple of weeks ago. And then last Last week, we had Prepare with Father Matt Dalrymple. He was on with us, and we talked about, you know, ways you can continue to pray, pre- prepare during this Advent season and that importance of preparing and preparing, especially your heart, preparing your heart for the Lord. 
Right. And just looking at those things that we need to push aside and what we need to focus on. Yeah. And then next week, we're going to be talking about proclaim um, because this is when Mary's Magnificat comes into full focus. It's so beautiful. And so we're going to have Father Dan Ketter on with us next week. And we'll talk about all things Mary and um, just that opportunity to proclaim the good news. It, it's one of the most beautiful pieces of scripture, in my opinion, it you know, is. the Magnificat. So I'm excited for that next week. Yes, it'll be great. So please tune in then. So that's a quick review and a look forward as well. But today we're talking about, as we said, we're in Advent 3, where um, it's all about joy and rejoicing. This was, we just had Gaudate Sunday this last week. And Gaudate is really a command for us to rejoice. And so um, just to outline briefly what's going to happen in our time together with you today, first of all, we're going to talk about what is joy, because I think there's some confusion about what joy is out there. And uh, so we'll talk about what is joy, and then we'll talk about, okay, now that I understand what joy is, how do I get it? Or how do I how keep, keep it? it? More yeah. importantly, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how do I keep it? Or even more than that, how do I grow it? How do I get more of it? Right. Yeah. So we'll talk about that for the first half of our time together, and then we'll have at the half hour after our break, we will have... Um, one of our favorite, favorite priests, Father Tim Hepburn, will be joining us. Yeah. Right. We're looking forward to that. Yes. It'll be great. So, um, okay. So what is joy? And I think sometimes it's helpful to think about when we say what is something, sometimes it's helpful to say what is it not. Um, so, Anne, you yeah. had some great thoughts about what it's not. Yeah. He took go to the negative, but, um, but it's really helpful for me. So, uh, it, true joy comes from connection with God. It comes from God. It's the center of our Christianity. So to uh, to kind of look at what it's not, it's not happiness. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we equate happiness with joy, but happiness is more of a, a worldly feeling. Um, it's fleeting. Mm-hmm. It's very rooted in your circumstances. Um, you know, you can be happy that um, there wasn't traffic this morning, you know, <laughs> on your commute, or you can be happy that your children are being compliant and there's no shoes and socks all over the floor. <laughs> um, but, uh, but joy is, is much it's much deeper than that and it's not um it's not contingent on the external factors um it's the underlying truth mm-hmm. and, it, and it's not circumstantial at all because it comes from that union with god yeah. you know god is love we trust him and through him we experience uh, joy the gift of joy the, yeah and and it's and it's so important i think to realize that joy really is always linked to god it's always linked to God. And we've seen that. We saw that in the Old Testament. We see it in the, in the New Testament. And we're going to, we'll break open some of that. Um, but it is always linked to God. Um, even in Job, you know, when Job was going through all the external, like you just said, and the external circumstances right, Things stuff. coming at him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all that kind of unhappiness that he was in the midst of. Um, in Job 25, it says, the triumph of the wicked is short and the joy of the godless, but for a moment. So if you're godless, if you don't have God, then mm. there's not really any joy. It's it doesn't really it's very fleeting. And I think it's more like kind of that happiness that can be fleeting as well. Right. So. Because that joy is is part of it's infused in you mm-hmm. because it's that gift from God. So it's a part of your of your soul, your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not an external thing at, 
at all. It's supernatural. It's, yeah. Uh, a gift of the Holy Spirit, as we read in Galatians, mm-hmm. that, um, and those gifts are tied into living in the will of God. Mm-hmm. When we live in the will of God, live by His Spirit, mm-hmm. we bear that fruit in our life. We bear right. that fruit, that fruit of joy. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a constant, it can be a constant thing, mm-hmm. even in, you know, like, all circumstances, like we're talking about, like Job, you know, right. he still had joy. He praised God, um, even you know after all of the horrible things that happened to him. Yeah, yeah. The other thing that's interesting is that joy, especially in Scripture, when you read about, if you look up the word joy or rejoice in Scripture, almost always when I found those phrases together, a lot, almost always they said rejoice in the Lord, rejoice in the Lord, mm-hmm. and so it's always, it's almost always associated with worshiping Him. And just as we said, this is a, such a supernatural, it's part of who we are. We were really made for worship. That's one of our, one of the reasons God made us was to worship. Right, right. Um, that's part of being in his image and likeness and mm-hmm. wanting to have that connection with him mm-hmm. is giving back that, that worship. But the other thing that, um, to remember is that it's a, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, we can choose to be joyful in mm-hmm. all circumstances mm-hmm. or, or not, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's really an act of our, our will, yeah. Um, yeah. whether to praise God, to worship God, to enter into that, that joy. He gives it as a free gift, but, um, but it's our choice. It is our choice. And you know, God is so good because he loves us so much that he does give us free will. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we can say, wow, that was actually a curse, but it's not. I mean, we, none of us wants to be a puppet. We all have this need to have some autonomy, have some freedom. And God gives us that and he's created that and he wants us to freely and willingly love him and to just relish in um, his joy that he offers us. And it's interesting when we talk about um, worshiping him and we were made for worship, even we've got that we've got examples of both of that in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. You know, we've got David dancing and rejoicing before the Lord. In fact, he got in trouble by his wife because he was being so joyful and rejoicing. And he was kind of wearing this tunic and seeming in her eyes kind of unkingly because he was so full of joy. He was just overcome by the Holy Spirit and just so full of joy and rejoicing before the Lord. And that's what I love about David is that, you know, he's willing to get in a little bit of trouble to, to put God first exactly. and to let he he really lets go of all of his inhibition right and just falls before the lord and he's just Amazing. focusing just on god right mm-hmm. he's just focusing he's fixated so much on god that he's not worried about what anybody else is thinking which also takes me back and and you and i both said this that the word joy and i remember this as a child learning this that joy stands for jesus others and you Right. right. So Jesus first. And that was that was David. You know, um, one of the things I think we need to remember is that Jesus has always been there from the very beginning with God. If you if you read Genesis, you know, and, and Jesus is the word. The word was God. The word was with God. The word um, I'm stumbling over it. But <laughs> the world was God was with God. And um, so they say he's, you know, God says at the very beginning of Genesis, we, 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 mm-hmm. well, that means he and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So David really was, he was focusing, he was fixated on God and Jesus. And um, it was so beautiful him doing that. But then also, and what, one of the things you just mentioned was you mentioned that the Israelites, uh, or you mentioned free will, and you mentioned that sometimes we turn away from God. And um, so what happens is that when we turn away from God, we are cut off from that beautiful joy that he offers us. And when we are cut off from that beautiful joy that he offers us, um, 
it, there's a time of sorrow. There's a time of sadness and sorrow. And so one of the other, some of the other beautiful uh, examples that we hear of um, God uh, or in the, in the Old Testament is we hear of the Israelites, is the Israelites um, when they're returning from captivity and they're able to worship again. Because remember, we talked before about when they were in captivity, there was no tabernacle, there was no temple, they couldn't worship God. And so when they return from captivity, some of the most beautiful verses in the Old Testament about rejoicing are them rejoicing in worship, in worship in yeah. God. And they're so full of him and they're so excited to be able to worship him again, that their emotions are just, they're just overcome. They're even weeping, as we said. Yeah. Right. And the, the, the visual is the, you know, the, the people standing in front of, you know, and watching the scroll of the word mm-hmm. being unrolled and mm-hmm. they're so moved. Um, by that, that they're 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 weeping, they're falling down on the ground. They're all the you know all the generations, the mm-hmm. grandparents, the parents, the children, all of them. Um, it, that's just so beautiful to me that that joy is so complete in them to be in the. It is. It is. In front of that word. And they're and they're rejoicing because they have renewed their covenant with him. Um, and they're rejoicing because it, the beauty of, of having his word there. And it's interesting when we were talking about this earlier, it made me remember a beautiful time that I got to see. Um, we had we were blessed by being able to spend time um, going to a bat mitzvah of one of our neighbors. And part of it, during part of the bat mitzvah ceremony, the scrolls, the Torah is actually brought around to the mm. congregation. And as it came by, people were so reverent and they wouldn't touch, they wouldn't touch it with their hands, but mm. they would touch, you know, maybe their talit or maybe a prayer shawl or whatever. They would touch that to the scroll and, it was, I started crying. I mm-hmm. literally started weeping with joy because of the reverence and the beauty of, of how they reverenced and worshiped God and God's word. And, and I think sometimes that um, gets lost to us in our own liturgy. Mm-hmm. You know, how we, we raise the book of the gospels mm-hmm. and it's processed and mm-hmm. the priest, uh, you know, he kisses the word. Yeah. The book. And yeah. Um, sometimes that gets lost on us and we, we can have that same connection and that yeah. same joy of the word um, if we enter in with our will. Right. And you know, we're already starting to talk about the second thing we wanted to share with you was how do we get joy and how do we keep joy? And part of it is worship. And those are some really good examples of of worshiping him, um, of being able to worship him and and love his word and reverence his word and spend time in his word, just like Pope Francis is asking us to do as one of his intentions during this time, right? Right, right. So this week, um, we celebrated the memorial of John of the Cross. And um, this is a quote that I love. He says, the soul of the one who serves God always swims in joy, Mm. always keeps holiday and always is in the mood for singing. Mm. Um, and I, I love singing in the liturgy, you know, a a good Gloria just, um, (laughs) I, it, I think it's amazing that during Advent and Lent, mm-hmm. you know, we pull that out of our liturgy. Mm-hmm. We're, mm-hmm. We don't sing that Gloria. Right. And um, some of my greatest moments of worship, I think, have been Easter Vigil, mm-hmm. um, when the lights come up in the yep. church and we sing that Gloria for the first time in 40 days. It's um, it 
there's so much joy in that, in that worship. Um, and if we look at our, at our scriptures for, uh, you know, thinking about the shepherds in the fields, this comes from Luke, this will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel, a multitude of heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he favors. Mm. You know, that's, that's worship. Yeah, it is. It's worship. And they were the first ones that he came to, right? The angel mm-hmm. of the Lord came and, and told them that so that they could worship. And it was so fascinating. We, at our um, parish, we just had the Bible evangelista, who's, she's called Sonia Corbett. She's really fantastic. She's got some great books and Bible studies. And she taught us about one of the O antiphons talks about the flock of the tower. And she taught us about that. And I'm going to briefly just share it because I thought it was so fascinating. But one, it made it so much more intentional and so much more perfect that the angel of the Lord did come to those shepherds mm-hmm. and encouraged them to rejoice because they understood what was going on. Because what happened was when they, they told him that you will find a babe and he'll be wrapped in swathing, swaddling clothes and he'll be lying in a manger to our, you know, current ears. We're like, OK, what does that mean? And he's lying in a manger like a, a, a trough that mm-hmm. animals eat out of. But what she said was the um, those shepherds were actually the shepherds that were were raising the sheep that were used for the sacrifice. At the, the temple. at the temple. Mm. Yeah. So there was a law that the, the sheep that were brought to as sacrifice to the temple had to be within five miles of the temple and that they were taught, those shepherds were actually taught by the priests to identify which were the unblemished lambs mm. um, that would be perfect enough to be sacrificed at the temple. And so they were known to, they would watch, they would stand at the, the, the tower, um, uh, the tower of the flock. I think I said it opposite. They would stand at the tower of the flock and they would look over their flock and they would notice when the sheep were needing to give birth and they would bring them into the bottom of that area. And then that when the lamb was born, they would actually take it and they would examine it. And if it was this perfect lamb, they would put it in swaddling clothes and they would actually put it in the manger. Mm, so set it apart, set it apart and put mm. it in the manger. So when they heard that, what an amazing parallel. Obviously, this is going to be the Lamb of God, the unblemished Lamb of God who's going to be sacrificed. And it, it just, mind-blowing, so right, mind-blowing. Right. Even more reason to rejoice, right? Even more reason <laughs> to rejoice. But what I love is, you know, that song, O Holy Night, it talks about the shepherds, right? Mm-hmm. And it talks about a thrill of hope, a we- weary world rejoices. Those shepherds were weary, they were rejoicing. We're weary right now, and we're rejoicing rejoicing as well. Well, and I love the connection to um to the the unblemished lamb, the mm-hmm. sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Because our joy is not complete at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Our joy is complete with the resurrection. With the resurrection at Easter, and yeah. our salvation. Yeah. Um and if you look forward to uh and another passage from Luke when Jesus is coming into Jerusalem, mm-hmm. that triumphant um you know, uh, parades, uh, if you will, into mm-hmm. Jerusalem, um, this exact same words are used mm-hmm. as were used in, um, in the beginning of Luke when, he ta- when he's talking about the shepherds. Mm-hmm. And the people are shouting and saying, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Um, and there were some Pharisees there always to the side and they were grumbling and they're saying, teacher, order your disciples to stop. And he answered and he said, I tell you, if these were silent, 
the stones mm-hmm. would even shout out. Yes, exactly. So we're we're made for for worship mm-hmm. in all of those circumstances. We are. So when we say how would how do we get it? How do we get joy and keep it? First of all, we worship him. And then the second thing is we do his will. Like, you know, even the stones will do his will. Even the stones will shout out. And it's interesting. I've been listening to um, Ralph Martin. He's doing a beautiful Advent study right now. He he wrote The Fulfillment of All Desire, this amazing, amazing book with all the doctors of the church. But he said a lot of times people will say, how do I know if I'm doing God's will? What is God's will? How do I know? And it was so cool because he quoted First Thessalonians five sixteen through 18, which was a, is one of my favorite verses. It's mm-hmm. our family verse. And it's be joyful always, right? Rejoice always, pray continuously, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God the for will. you in Jesus Christ. He says it right there in scripture. Here's mm-hmm. God's will for you. You're to rejoice. You're to give thanks, right? Um, pray without and ceasing. And you're going to pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. Those things. That's what God wants you to do. So one of the ways that you get God's joy is... Is you do his will and and you follow God's command and Jesus's command really was love God and love other people and so we're supposed to do that and the way we love other people is through the gifts that God has given us through the spiritual gifts this Holy Spirit filled gifts that God has given us and and I think we've got just a few more minutes I'd love for you to share that story um, of how your family shares their gifts well I think that um, God has given our family a gift of hospitality mm-hmm. and it's it's a supernatural gift from God for sure mm-hmm. um, it, to to be able to open up your home um, to to foster babies, to mm-hmm. love unconditionally, mm-hmm. you know, someone that's going to be in your home for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, uh, we've just always welcomed welcomed people into our home. Mm-hmm. And uh, Christmas has always been a special time for us. Um, and gift giving, we kind of bring it to a new level at the Satili home. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of it really, honestly, prayer that goes into the special gifts that we'll give. Um, and, uh, you know, even Thomas at a, at a really young age, uh, I remember him in preschool uh, talking about giving gifts to the baby Jesus. And I mm-hmm. went to the parent tea and finally it all kind of came together. There was a poem on the on the bulletin board um, and it's a Christmas carol. Uh, and the little poem says, what can I give him as poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I'd bring him a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what can I give him? I'd give him my heart. Mm -hmm. And there were little angels with the children's faces, little pictures all over the bulletin board. And, um, you know, their little children said they would give Jesus love or they'd give him a hug or they'd give him. And I noticed all these parents kind of laughing in the corner. And I looked and they were looking at my Thomas's little angel. And um, Thomas would give the baby Jesus a diaper. (laughs) That's awesome. That's my Thomas. That's um, awesome. But from, kind of from that time forward, we started praying as a family and individually of really and truly what gift can we give Jesus mm-hmm. At, mm-hmm. at Christmas? Mm-hmm. And over time, that's really developed for me. Um, and you know, what cheerfully can I give to him? And there, there were years when, you know, it was something big, you know, mm-hmm. one year God said, give me your children. Mm-hmm. You're holding on too tightly. Oh, wow. Trust me. Wow. Give me yeah. your kids. So it is a really good um, thing to think about. So we're heading into our first break or only break. <laughs> we're heading into break right now. <laughs> and so as we head into break, go ahead and think about that. What is it that God wants you to give him um, as you worship him, as you wor- f- seek to do his will, as you fl- flee from any sin in your life what does god want you to give him right what has he given you that he wants you just to give back with joy yes. because yeah. it'll it'll 
manifest in your life with even greater joy. Exactly. Great. So listeners, please stay tuned. We will be back in just a few minutes with our guest, Father Tim Hepburn. This is Father Neil Hurley from St. Bridget Catholic Church in Johns Creek, Georgia. You've discovered Atlanta's Catholic Radio, AM 1160, The Quest. WCFO, East Point, Atlanta. Welcome to The Quest. The Quest presents Pro-Life Minutes. Abby Johnson used to manage the largest Planned Parenthood facility in the United States. One day, she was asked to fill in while a physician performed an ultrasound-guided abortion. She was shocked to see the baby moving away from the doctor's surgical instruments. After seeing this, Abby realized telling mothers that their baby was just a blob of tissue was a lie. This was a living human being trying not to get torn apart in their mother's womb. Seeing the reality of abortion changed Abby, and she was never the same. The truth not only motivated her to leave Planned Parenthood, but to also become an activist in the pro-life movement. Abby started the ministry, and then there were none, to help abortion workers like herself leave the industry with financial and emotional support. Be like Abby, and boldly share the truth about abortion. Let's show the world that every life matters by speaking up for life at every opportunity. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. AM 1160 The Quest is listening to you, too. One listener shared. I don't know what I would do without The Quest. Every day I get an update on the Catholic Church and hear inspiring stories. I thought I knew a lot about my faith, but I'm learning something new every time I tune in. I feel connected to a larger Catholic community. If you're enjoying the station, please consider supporting us with a donation. Go online to thequestatlanta.com. AM 1160 The Quest provides Catholic content 24-7. While you'll only find us on your radio dial from dawn to dusk, you can listen live anywhere, anytime on thequestatlanta.com. Listeners, we are so thankful that you are joining us this morning. We are here live broadcasting from our studios in Roswell, Georgia, your program Shelter in Peace here on AM 1160 The Quest. And as you know, we have been talking about the third week of Advent and joy and rejoicing and what is joy and how do we get joy and keep it and get more of it. Um, And so we have a special treat for you this half hour because we have got a special guest, Father Tim Hepburn, very beloved priest in the Archdiocese of Atlanta. And he is um, with us from his parish in Gainesville, Georgia. He's now at St. Michael Parish in Gainesville, Georgia. And um, Father Tim, we're so glad to have you. And as we get started, though, Anne is going to tell a quick Father Tim story. So um, he's okay. probably nervous because I have a lot of Father Tim stories. <laughs> uh, we uh, we worked together many years ago. He was my pastor and my boss, mm. and um, and has just been a dear friend all of these years to to me and my family. Um, but a uh, quick Father Tim story about spreading the joy. We were on a retreat with about fifty high schoolers up in the North Georgia mountains, and it was a great retreat weekend. And we were coming back, and everyone's happy and singing on the bus, full of joy of the Lord. And uh, all of a sudden, we got a flat tire oh. on the bus. And 
and uh, you want to talk about deflating a mood quickly. So we we got safely to a, a gas station, and there was going to be a lot of waiting involved to get this tire fixed. And uh, we had fifty teenagers milling around this little gas station, and uh, little you know they're food section and all of that and you know they're kind of looking long-faced and all of a sudden father tim whips out his credit card and he says okay get whatever you want and i'm looking at him like what are you doing like and he throws his credit card up on the counter with much ceremony and the kids went nuts and all of a sudden there's sodas and cookies and candy bars and all these things piled up on the counter and um he really spread spread the joy for sure um until we got back to the parish several weeks later and someone said what is this charge on this credit card (laughs) but um yeah father tim is always good for spreading the joy he is good for spreading the joy and he's also so good at being generous like that and one of the ways he is generous is father tim is actually suffering from covid right now Mm -hmm. and he is still generously being willing to come and be with us on air so listeners please pray 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 for father tim and his complete and total healing and that he can talk to us without coughing um, today as well. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father Tim. Thank you. And, you know, I feel so much better today, and I I think I'll be able to get through it without too much coughing. That's so. um, And I also want to say how much joy, we're talking about joy, (laughs) it gives me to see the two of you working together. (laughs) Because you're you're sort of uh, one of the interesting things about being a priest for a long time in an archdiocese is you have, you have little pockets of people all over Georgia, basically, that they've been significant in your life in, in different times and seasons. And um, it's just an amazing thing when they come together. Mm. You know? And that, that I, I just, looking at the both of you, it's... Um, it gives me a lot of joy. Oh, you're, oh, you're too kind. That's very sweet. Well, we have felt very blessed to have gotten to get together, too. God is good. Yeah, God is very good. It's also very shocking that our paths hadn't crossed until now, but God, you know, God ordained this time. So. He did. He did. So, Father Tim, the last time that you were a guest on Shelter and Peace, you shared your vocation story, um, because our listeners always love that. But and So, listeners, if you want to hear Father Tim's full vocation story, you have to go back to May when he... I think it was May or June. Maybe Annie can look up my uh, look up. will tell you the date of the last time Father Tim was on with us, but um, you can listen then. But this time in the spirit of this third week of Advent, would you share with us the joy of your priesthood? The joy of my priesthood is uh, it's being renewed. It always seems to, that it has to be renewed in different ways. So it comes in the, in a different way when you're a brand new priest um, than it does when you're a priest in the in the saddle for a while. <laughs> and um, you know, so to me, right now, the joy of my priesthood is really being uh, renewed by the Word of God mm. by learning how to receive the Word of God. Mm. Um, because I find that um, the only thing that sustains us as far as in our spirituality and life is every day being able to open up to the the presence of the Word of God. 
you know, every day being op- being able to pray and to receive um, the Word of God. That's the only thing that brings renewal, I guess. Well, I guess that understanding that it's living Word, that mm-hmm. it's exactly what you need in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It exactly. always brings me joy. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. Um, and listeners, go ahead. I'm sorry, Father Tim. I think it's really been underscored in this pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. um, because really what are things like when we've had to ask people, um, you know, even if you can't participate sacramentally um, right now in the church, um, you can participate through an active spiritual communion. Mm-hmm. What is that? I mean, the the one we used here in our parish is, uh, I'm going to receive Jesus, your word, into my heart. And um, in, in some ways, we've seen that people have kind of lost the ability to do that, because mm-hmm. a lot of people just got mad about it. You know, they didn't, they didn't take it as an opportunity to receive the word, but a lot of people are receiving the word. And the other one was... Um, we can't, so when we were shut down on confession, you know, and the, the bishops sent out this um, catechism reference about making an active spiritual, uh, perfect contrition, mm-hmm. what they call And um, it actually says in the catechism that if you make a contrition of love, which is, this is, this is what I'm saying is that, it's a way of receiving God's word of forgiveness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in your life, um, that you're forgiven of your venial sins and your mortal sins. Mm-hmm. It does say provided that you have the desire to um, have confession in the, in the future, mm-hmm. you know. But So it doesn't separate it from the sacrament, but the Church really wants us in these days to learn how to receive the word of God for all of our needs. Yeah, definitely. And Father Tim, one of um, what you said just made me think of right before the break when we were saying, how can we get more more of joy? How can we make sure we don't lose joy and we get more of joy? And one of the things we were going to say was going to confession, going to reconciliation, Mm -hmm. or like you said, making a a perfect act of contrition because joy comes from God. And what does sin do? Sin blocks us from God. Sin separates us from God. So when we have Mm -hmm. sin, we can't receive. Joy comes from Him, so we can't receive it. So being able to do that um, is so important. And of course, receiving the word of Jesus into our heart. We talked about just the word of God and how powerful that was. So that's beautiful. Well, and the, the words um, of the, the sacrament of reconciliation, uh, those final words, what are the words of the final blessing, Father? It's so powerful. Uh, the absolution? Yes. God, the Father of mercy, through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, His Son, reconciled the world to Himself sent the Holy Spirit among us for the forgiveness of sins. Through the ministry of the church, may God grant you pardon and peace. Wow. Is that what you mean? Yes. I just, that's mm. so beautiful. And when you hear that at the at the end of that, receiving that sacrament, your heart can't help but feel joyful when you walk away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. But I, I, think, there's a, I think there's a word where, get, that's being given to the church right now where, um, we we have to pay attention right now because in some senses the sacramental aspect of it and the word receiving the word aspect of it 
um, have kind of sometimes gotten separated. Mm. So, I mean, it's conceivable that, and this is actually true because I see it all the time, is people come and receive the sacrament of reconciliation in a sort of pro forma way, and they don't feel forgiven Mm. at the end of it, and they don't really receive the Word. Mm. They don't receive that Word that Anne was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, in some ways, because maybe they don't know how to receive the Word. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... Well, I think that's... People... That could be, too, the way that the devil just gets in there with those lies and, and says that you aren't good enough to receive this Word. Mm-hmm. And, and we really mm-hmm. need to, to pray against that. Yeah. Because we are yeah, worthy. We, need to, we have to receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus in the sacrament, but we also have to receive the living Word, Jesus, into our soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and there seem to be more and more opportunities. One of the things that I've noticed during this pandemic is that people seem more hungry and thirsty for the word. Um, what I've seen in my circles is that people are hungry and thirsty for the word and they're tuning in. I, I, I've mentioned a few times that I lead a Bible study for moms at Blessed Trinity High School. And we typically have 20, 25 women who meet live. But during the pandemic, we've had to go to Zoom and we had over 60 women sign up and be part of our Bible study mm-hmm. um, and tune in via Zoom because they were so thirsty. They were so hungry. And I think this this time of um, isolation maybe does bring up and stir up just that, you know, we were made to worship. We were made to love God and, and Jesus is in the word. It is the living word, Father, as you just said. And so I've seen some people get hungrier and then also seek out, you know, I found new studies that I can do, you know, the new one that I've got with um, Dr. Ralph Martin or just various ones. And it's so fun that so many times people are now passing instead of passing, you know, recipes or where can you buy these cute new shoes? They're actually saying, oh, look at this new study or look at this new podcast I found or that I can listen to or look at this new YouTube of this priest or of this theologian. And it's just been really cool. I've seen, I've actually seen some of it grow um, for people. Mm -hmm. So that's the good that the Lord brings out of the circumstances. And all this, the Lord brings good out of all these things. I, I, I really wish we were, you know, um, when I was a teenager, um, I was involved, well, I was in a youth group when we lived in Miami, and then I, um, it was a Catholic youth group, but when we, my family moved back to Atlanta, and we, um, we got, my brother and I got involved in Young Life, Mm -hmm. and that's a non-denominational kind of thing. Um, But one of the things that I always, um, sort of, I appreciated was that, um, in some of these groups, they really have a familiarity with the Word, mm-hmm. so much so that somebody might even ask you, and I'm talking about a teenager might even ask you, um, how um, was your time with Jesus today? Mm-hmm. And what they meant was, did you encounter Jesus' Word? Mm-hmm. Did you encounter Jesus through the Word today? You know? Yeah. And... Um, I think it's such a simple thing, but it's not simple because so many people have never maybe learned to encounter the Word of God in prayer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I think we're, we're, we're going to talk about joy, but I mean, to me, that's the, that's the only thing that keeps the joy going is, is realizing that the Word of God is always coming to us. Mm-hmm. The Lord is always reaching to us. Um, God never leaves us alone. He never abandons us. Um, even if it takes 700 years between <laughs> Isaiah and the birth of Jesus, um, he doesn't. Yeah, he, you know, he's always on time. Mm-hmm. So we, we've been talking that, that Christian joy is, is very different than the idea of secular happiness. Um, and, and Father, you uh, talked to us about the, that a little bit the other day, just the, the difference in Christian joy. And uh, you spoke a lot about the influence of the Holy Spirit. Can you share with us and our listeners about that? Yes. Um, and it, this gets back to the Word as well. Um, I, I found this passage in um, Luke. Luke chapter 9 or 10, I can't remember. And the, the story is that um, Jesus has sent his apostles out, and he's given them his authority to heal and to cast out the devil. And um, the apostles come back, and they're so jazzed up. They're just over the top saying, you, we can't believe it. It all works. You know, mm-hmm. when, when, the, when we tell the demons in your name to go away, they go away. And this is the only time in the Bible it says that Jesus rejoiced. It says at, in, at that very moment, Jesus rejoiced in the Holy Spirit, and he said, Father, I give you thanks mm-hmm. for what you have revealed to, what, from what you, what you have hidden from the wise and the clever, you have revealed to the merest children. Mm-hmm. And he's, it, it's, if you read the whole passage, too, Jesus is also, part of the reason he's rejoicing is he's seeing the eternal plan come to pass. Mm-hmm. He's seeing that word, you know, happen. Mm-hmm. And that's what causes joy is when the Holy Spirit, oh, it's also the only place where it says Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you think about it. You know, one of the things that I love about Advent is um, is the role of the Holy Spirit in Advent. Mm, yeah. and a lot of times people don't realize it, um, that all, of the, all, all four of the places in the Gospels that talk about John the Baptist um, saying, there's, there's one who's coming that's mightier than I, mm-hmm. and he will baptize with the Holy Spirit. So that all those phrases are in Advent, and then you got the Blessed Virgin Mary, and she's um, going to see her cousin Elizabeth, and they're filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit's all over Advent, <laughs> and, it's causing, and it's causing these people to to say, "Yeah, God is never unfaithful. God is always on time." The Holy Spirit is always bringing the word mm-hmm. at its right time and in its right way, and we never have to worry about the time any time that God has um, let go of us or set us on our own uh, or will not take care of us. The, the Lord is always ahead of us, really. Yeah, 
Yeah. You, you had a couple of really cool quotes. You, that's one of them. You said that the unexpected presence of the Holy Spirit in Advent is actually shocking, that that, that presence is even more in Advent than it is in Pentecost. Um, and that's, yeah. the, that's actually the last time we had you on the show. We had you on the show talking about Pentecost because you are such a beautiful um, uh, lover of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So listeners, if you look back at our June 10th show, you can go back to that podcast. Like I told you, in June 10th, you get to hear Father Tim full vocation story and he's talking about the Holy Spirit at Pentecost but Father like you said he's even more present in Advent and um, and then you also told us that the author of Christian Joy is the Holy Spirit and that and you reminded us that Christ, Christian rejoicing is never dependent on circumstances and you had some great examples um, from the Bible of like Paul and Silas and stuff can you tell us a few of those as well just reminders of circumstances we're not dependent on that for us to be able to rejoice as Christians you know I, I think about the the prayers that were given uh, any Christian can pray them but they're, they're, uh, we make a promise to pray them as priests and religious. It's called the Liturgy of the Hours. Mm-hmm. And all these prayers, um, like the, it's called the um, Benedictus, which is the prayer of Zachariah, Elizabeth's mm-hmm. husband, when they found out they were going to have John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the prayer of the Magnificat, the Blessed Mother. We pray that in evening prayer. Right. Um, there's the prayer um, of the three young men in the furnace. Mm-hmm. And we were talking there's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> yeah. But there's also, there's also three other names. I can't, somebody explain to me why they're different, but, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael are the same people. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that either. It's their different, it's their names in different languages. But Nebuchadnezzar throws them in the furnace. And the, the point is, you know, was, um, were, were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego having a great day so they praised God? <laughs> no. They were, they, were, they were thrown into a furnace, um, and God met them there and protected them. Uh, was Mary having a great day when she had her Magnificat? Um, I think she was amazed at the faithfulness of God, but she was also under a little trouble, you know? Um, um, Was Zechariah, when he uttered um, that beautiful prayer, praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus? No, wait. How does that go? Anyway, (laughs) he was... He had just gotten in big trouble and was struck dumb by an angel. Yeah, right. right yeah. <laughs> so there's there's no way you could ever try to make the connection that Christians are are called to worship God and to rejoice only when their circumstances are good. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. You know, if that's not Christian joy, Christian joy is the the Christian joy is you know why why um, slaves in a, in a field, you know, even are in cruel suffering, can still sing praise mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to God. Yeah, yeah. 
the the other thing that you said to us, Father, the other day is that you talked about, um, you know, that story with with Jesus and the seventy two coming back, and he rejoiced, and um, it, you you said that that's the same Holy Spirit that we have with us present with us now, mm-hmm. um, and you mentioned that um, you really think that God the Father wants to restore. Uh, the maximum joy, and you talked about um, St. Hilary. Could you expand on that a little bit? What God wants for us yes. now. Yes, and it gets back to this thing we were saying about the Word, though, is that, um, uh, uh, let me make it a contrast between sacraments. Um, the Word of God is all, seems to be almost always um, received by us in prayer, in a um, in a m- less mediated way, or a more immediate way, let me say it that way. The Word of God. So what happens is when I when I pray in the morning, I open myself to the Word of God, and the Lord speaks to me through that Word right now. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, it's a much more subtle presence of the Lord. It's it's a different kind of presence when I receive the sacraments of the Lord. It's not always an immediate experience of the reality that I'm receiving. I'm I'm receiving it through the sign of the sacrament. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, this joy, I think, is this joy is connected to um, to receiving the Word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and also receiving um, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, this um, and you you brought up this passage from Saint Hilary, and he said, um, when the Holy Spirit enters us, um, the Holy Spirit brings maximum gaudium, maximum joy. Mm-hmm. But then he goes on to he starts listing off the gifts of the Spirit that are uh, given to believers, which is it's a very significant passage because it does show that the the charismatic gifts of the Holy Spirit, Hillary was in France, mm-hmm. okay? Which, that always amazes me that Christianity got so early on to France, you know? Because <laughs> it was in the 300s, you know? right? <laughs> I was in the 300s, yeah. right? And so Hillary's in France, and so they're still receiving the gifts of the Spirit that were received at Pentecost mm-hmm. in the 300s in France. And he's saying, when we receive these unexpected acts of God in our lives, um, it causes us to rejoice. Mm-hmm. When we receive this unexpected Word of God that comes to us to console us and to, um, to tell us the truth, you know, it really changes us and it causes it's our cause of rejoicing mm-hmm. and that's why you get that's why you get mary you know and the magnificat saying he has done great things for me mm-hmm. he has cast the mighty from their thrones he's he's raised up the lowly he has um sent the powerful and the strong far away and he has done good things and the whole Magnificat is she's saying, he's done this, and he did that, and he did this, and he did that, and he did this, and he did that. Mm-hmm. And that's why she's rejoicing. 
And isn't that how we should all be rejoicing? And that's what we're right. called to do. I mean, that's why it's Gaudate Sunday. We are commanded to rejoice and to reflect on what are the good things that God has done for us. Father, we just have a few more seconds. Would you bless our listeners um, with a final prayer? Yes. Lord, we ask that you send your holy grace upon all of your people, especially in these days as we prepare for Christmas. We pray that Christmas morning would not be for us uh, just a revisiting of an old tradition, but that it would be made new Mm. by your word. We pray that your word would be born in us in a new way this Christmas morning, and that you would fill us with the life that comes from your word, that you would set us free from any lethargy or any darkness or any doubt or any fear, um, and that you would fill us with rejoicing with your angels and with your saints, and bless each person in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank, Thank you, you so much. much, Father. Thank you, Father Tim Hepburn. Thank you, dear listeners, for being with us here on Shelter and Peace. We look forward to being with you again next week as we continue to rejoice in the Lord.